Well, good afternoon. So that gospel reading I just read to you is a much shorter version of a longer gospel. And the longer gospel is very confusing. It, it, it baffles theologians today. But the shorter version sums the whole thing up. So you can thank me later for reading the short version. But the short version basically says two things, and they, they're both related to each other. It says that if you can't trust a person with small amounts of money, you can't trust them with big amounts of money either, and vice versa. Pretty simple. We've all experienced that probably in our lives. The second part, <clears throat> excuse me, talks about how we can't let money or possessions take over our lives. We can't let money or possessions become our God. Now there are probably over 2,500 ref references in the Bible to money. So clearly from the Old Testament to Jesus to the disciples forming the new church, money was a clear issue. And not so much money itself because money is neutral. It's not good or bad. It can be used for good things, it can be used for great things, and it can also be used for bad things, terrible things. So money is never in the Bible portrayed as evil, as bad. It's the intention of the user of the money. And when I say money, I'm talking about possessions too. So it's, Jesus realized the human nature of people. And he understood that it's very easy for us as human beings to get caught up in possessions, in the things that we have and the things that we want. And when we acquire those things, when we gather all those things to us, it's easy at that point to marginalize God. Oh, I'm in a good place. I'm comfortable now. I'm really doing good. But think about that. When things become difficult, where do we run to? So it's easy for us as human beings to fall into that trap and maybe not make money a God to us, but also maybe just take God for granted during those times. So we constantly have to be in check with ourselves and all of us are subject to that. We get something new, something exciting, and it kind of replaces something in our lives sometimes. And that something is usually our faith or God. So how do we prevent that? How do we keep from falling into that trap or even drifting towards that trap? I'd suggest three things. The first one is prayer, <clears throat> obviously. But what do you pray for? You pray that God makes you a good steward of everything that you have that God makes you a person that appreciates and takes care of all that he has showered upon us, and that you use it wisely and prudently. You pray for that, to be good stewards. The second thing is, be aware of what we have. We're very blessed people, let's face it. We're very, very blessed. But be aware of that. All the things that we walk by every day that, we, that are in our possession, in our stewardship, that we, we, don't, we ignore, we don't even pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. Thank God for it. Because let's face it, 
we all know this, is that nothing, nothing belongs to us. Everything we have belongs to God. And I challenge anybody to prove me wrong on that. Everything belongs to God. We're just stewards of everything we have. So appreciate it. See what you have. Thank God for it. And the third thing is, and this is the most difficult one, it's a challenge. Am I ready to give up something of my possessions, of my wealth, of my time, whatever it is, to someone else that needs it, that will improve their lives, make their lives better? Am I willing to freely give something of mine to somebody else if it makes their life better? That's a tough one. But if you keep in mind that everything doesn't belong to us, it belongs to God, it makes it a little easier. I'd like to leave you with a story. <clears throat> and this is a story about present-day times. A man, he had, he had a lot. He lived in the suburbs and had a beautiful home, beautiful family, nice cars, made a good amount of money. He had a young son. And he was afraid the son <clears throat> was going to grow up and take for granted all the things that they had. And he didn't want that to happen because the man appreciated what he had, what he had worked for. So he took the son one day and they went out to the country and they found an old farm where their family lived and the family was very poor. They were just farmers. And they spent the day with this family. And they ate together, they talked together, the kids played together. And at the end of the, day, the end of the day, they're driving home, and the father says to the son, he said, did you enjoy today? And he says, oh, yes, I did. And he said, did you learn anything? He said, yeah, I did, Dad. It's a, it's a boy, so you've got to keep asking questions because they're not going to feed you information. You know? Well, what did you learn? He said, well, I learned that we have one dog. They have three dogs. I learned that we have a swimming pool. And they have a creek filled with fish and turtles, and it goes on forever. I learned that we have a fence around our yard to protect us. They have neighbors to do that. I learned that we go to the grocery store to get our food. They grow their own. I learned that I have a yard to play in, a beautiful yard to play in. And they've got fields with pastures and hills and valleys. And he got quiet for a minute. And the father said, did you learn anything else? He says, yeah. Thank you, Dad, for showing us how poor we are. 